0: An apple viz original and here hello everybody oh there's the big
1: r <laughs> sorry I it's uh, 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 big r
0: hey man wonderful how was your uh, well, well, i'll go back a little bit how was your halloween
1: it's really good i have this lots of candy and stuff and uh-huh. uh you know that's about it
0: did you did you hand them out did you did you eat them all
1: Eat them all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I always wanted to be like Lurch, you know, from uh, Adam's family. It's like, hello. That would be uh, super uh, cool, hello wouldn't there? it? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love that. So you didn't scare the kids away? Did you have any kids? They never have
1: been here, ever, ever, ever.
0: Wow. So you just, <laughs> you buy the candy just for yourself, so just in case that's that you right. come by. That's, a- that's right. That's
1: a good excuse. I, I think we've had from uh, twenty-two years ago, and they never have been here at all. Eh, I'll have Isn't to that use weird? it. It is. I'll have to use that
0: excuse for my wife. I say, yeah, I gotta buy twelve bags because you never know. This might be the year of all the kids come.
1: That's right. And by the way, <laughs> it's really, it's re- it's really cold here right now. It's twenty, about twenty. Uh, let's see, what was it twenty, twenty, uh, just twenty right now? Twenty.
0: 20 good lord that's cold man we were it's cold 19 last night and 30 something today we had a little bit of snow over the weekend just a couple inches yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's definitely winter
1: winter is setting in i hate it i hate it how's everybody here uh there i mean
0: oh everybody's doing we're all doing great big r um good uh, arr, arr, arr. did you have a good thanksgiving though
1: you know what we didn't do anything so today <laughs> we, we're make we're, we have been making them uh ham right now wow today
0: so you didn't do anything thanksgiving either uh-uh wow well
1: i'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll how about you a minute.
0: well the wife still works at the children's hospital and currently she's <laughs> working the, on the weekdays so she was uh-huh. not able to get off so it was me and my mom we went to a local restaurant and uh, yes a local restaurant on thanksgiving day you know there was only a handful but oh my gosh they were so busy everybody and their brother was there i was like wow
1: so i did what did you have
0: i had steak my man i had steak with garlic green beans and a french onion mashed potatoes
1: oh that's that sounds great
0: oh i it was marvelous. It was outstanding. Well, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving and a good Halloween. You wanna say anything oh, yeah. to our listeners?
1: Well, I'm doing very well. And how are you, everybody? You're sounding
0: great, I, Big R. You're just improving well, by you. the day. I'm
1: I'm thinking, I'm I'm feeling much, much better. Good for you. I think I'm gonna do I'll be doing some pod, podcasting soon. <laughs> yeah
0: all right let's do it oh that's let's awesome okay well say goodbye to everybody here
1: well goodbye everybody and thank you for listening to me good to have you all thank right. you bot. thank you five four three two
2: one
0: Hello and welcome to Apple Viz Unleashed for November 2023. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Anonymous. Here in the house, we are back together as a team here. Mike Malarcy, how are you doing, Mike? Great, how are you? Doing swell, my friend. It it is definitely winter starting to settle in, which is not my favorite season, or, or it used to be long back when i was a kid i used to love winter and used yeah it's to go way s- more fun when you're young right you know even when i was sighted i went skiing a lot and so i don't know why some reason between that point i've just grown to dislike snow we
3: luckily don't have any of it yet oh so, it's you- cold here but no snow yeah
0: <laughs> You you got to kidding me. So I we have beaten you. So it has snowed here over the weekend. So I can't believe it snowed here first before it did you. Yeah, I think uh, like the east side of the state got snow, but uh-huh. not over here. Wow. And then on the other side, and it's nice and sunny and warm where we have John Gasman in Southern California. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good. How are you?
2: Great it never snows in california does it well in the mountains very yeah well we've got we get it occasionally if it gets really cold but it doesn't last any more than about a second and a half (laughs) when it hits the ground (laughs) really so so you can see flurries in la huh yeah every now and then i think it was last year the year before it got cold enough so that certain areas of southern california got a lot of a little bit of snow but but i mean i remember as a kid growing up where it would it fell in our backyard, but it didn't last long. And it, but it, but it sure made all the uh, the television spot, uh, news uh, channels that night. Everybody was talking about it and and writing about it. And of course, with social media, uh, when it happened a year or two ago, there were a lot of pictures and comments about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like it's like a celebration. Everybody run outside,
0: <gasps> look yeah. snow flurries, and
2: mm-hmm. yep, try to exactly. catch it. Your time. So we haven't had haven't had anything like that. We've had very little rain so far, and the temperatures are the highs still in the very mid to high 60s, low 70s. Uh, now I see this week we're getting a low of about 45, so it's starting to cool down a little bit. But we'll eventually get down into the low to mid 30s for a couple of weeks at least later in the in the winter time frame. Welcome to the winter
0: time in the northern hemisphere, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, here in the States, we celebrate something called Thanksgiving, and so did you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving week? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Tons of food. Tons Tons of of food. food. Yep. And family that I normally don't see too often, except on holidays, so great to see everybody again, and I got another opportunity coming away with us at Christmas time too, so
0: right? there's always that time for us here in the States. Once we have Thanksgiving, it kicks off the Christmas holidays along with the Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and the other holidays that we celebrate in between. Um, also, I always like to point this out to everybody, and here in the States, we also celebrate Veterans Day in November. That is to say thanks to our vets that have served for us and that includes you mike so thank you again for serving our country and uh
3: i'll follow that up by saying because i know we've got some listeners that are kind of in a similar boat so i'm going to pass that thanks straight along to all of you as well appreciate it
0: excellent point and all the veterans that are listening on to this podcast i also thank you for your service thank you um, all right, guys. So let's kick it off with some Apple news, and this is kind of a big one for me, and I think it's one of the biggest ones to report for this month. So, we had a user that came across to Apple Viz and posted this onto Apple Viz on his forum post, and that is that he is possibly thinking about creating a screen reader for the Mac that is not voiceover, he calls it Vosh. And he gave us a kind of a teaser, and it's in alpha testing right now. And he wanted to see if there was interest. And, of course, it was just slogged with tons of responses and comments like, yes, we do want a screen reader other than voiceover on the Mac. And so I was just totally stunned, and I wanted to see what you two thought of possibly of a different screen reader for the mac and if that would change your thoughts if that would be mac exclusive if voiceover was hindering your uh reason going to the Macs, i'll start with john what do you think of
2: vosh well i haven't had a chance to hear it yet uh, of course but i think it's there's always room for good competition and so i would say yeah go ahead and do it um I don't, I'm not a Mac person because I've used Windows all my life at work and at home. So I probably wouldn't try it. But I think it's great that they're taking a look at it. And, you know, if they succeed well enough, it could make Apple sit up and pay more attention to accessibility, which they eventually get around to, but maybe not as quickly as we would like. And uh, with somebody pushing at them a little bit, Things might change for the better and make them more aware. So I think competition, as I said before, competition is always good. Years ago, I remember, of course, Jaws versus Window Eyes, uh, and I think Window Eyes was a lot closer to Jaws than NVDA is currently. But NVDA is a, it's a decent screen reader and it's a good screen reader, and I think there's good competition, and it allows all companies to set little benchmarks and say, okay, they're doing this. And that's a good idea. We should probably do that. And they all do it. So it it, it comes down again to competition, not necessarily paid competition because some of these are free screen readers, but just in terms of development for the future. So uh, I think it's a win-win situation. Hmm. What about you, Mike? I think uh, very similarly,
3: actually. I think if this did come out with some kind of a price point, it would have to have certain features, I suppose. Because I know I read some of the conversations about it and I listened to his demo. I First of all, I love the idea of having another option. I don't like only having one. Even though like I don't really have any major issues with it, but I know some of the conversations were making it like similar keyboard shortcuts to NVDA. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea. And if it had a, an option of like, use the NVDA configuration or the regular voiceover configuration. I think that would be awesome, especially for people who are maybe used to Windows but want to try it. They could have, it wouldn't be such a ridiculous learning curve just to figure out how to do the most basic things on it. So I'm all for it. I think this is a great idea.
0: I agree with both of you. Options are always great. I agree with John that I hope that one that he does go with the development and does release Vosh. And the reasoning is that Apple really needs a kick in the pants when it comes to voiceover on the Mac. It needs a kick in the pants in terms of bugs, features, and that it needs to be simplified a little bit more. Maybe it will get them in gear that they really need to pay attention because if people start to use Vosh over VoiceOver, that is a loss for them. And so I know that they can do better than that. And But I am with you. Using the NVDA keys, that is wow. I was like, so your thoughts of using Windows over to Mac would be simpler because you are used to the NVDA keys. Right. But, I
3: mean, and I use both. Um pretty like, competently i would say but still it's obnoxious having to use seven fingers to do one thing on a mac when on <laughs> it, it, it's, right. it's a little ridiculous well, sometimes
2: We've yeah, got some really of that was on windows too so i mean you you pretty much have to be an octopus these days to use it's a it's true reader. even like something
3: as simple like even just navigating a web page i love just NVDA pushing b for buttons like it, it's just one press but with voiceover on the mac you're using four
4: to hmm.
0: Do it? Wow. Well, it's like I had to implement rotor, left and right arrow. Headings. And then I can go down, 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 headings. It's just so much easier just hitting H H H for headings, B B for buttons instead of voice over left right arrow until I find uh buttons and then it just seems like It makes sense. It sounds simpler, but really, in reality, it isn't. It is just a little slower. It takes Uh, a lot to get
3: used to it. Right. I know people that have always used Macs that can do it without even thinking twice and are just as fast as anybody else. But getting to that point, because I remember I first got a Mac in like 2012, and it took, I think it spent about three months just unplugged under my couch because I was just so overwhelmed by it. But, I mean, now it's a different story, but... It would be great to have simpler commands.
0: I definitely get rid of the interaction, too. Vo and interact up. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I hate interaction. But you're right, Mike. It is one of those, if you have been around Mac for a long time, that's great. But in these days and age, bilingual is what we do in the computer world, meaning that we go to Windows and we go to the Mac you know, it's I've heard a funny joke that they give us to Americans on other countries and that is, do you know what a person that speaks three languages? Anybody? Well, probably trilingual. Well, three languages trilingual, right? And then who what do you call people that know two language? Bilingual, Bi-lingual. right? Bi-lingual. And what do you call a person that only knows one language? American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so all the Folks outside the States are probably rolling on the floor on that one. I've heard that from a friend from a foreign country, so I thought that was hilarious. But Mm -hmm. the point was is that this way in state that um, we are so used to doing Windows and Mac, and I do both as well when I can, and I think this is the best way to do things. But on a personal level, I'm using a PC for that reason because I just had – it was just too hard not hard to learn but i just felt like i my productivity was slowed down dramatically um maybe that's because i'm just so used to winter for all these years that i just can't um get the swing of it but anyway it's boss why i don't ever edit
3: audio on a pc because i'm very used to my process on a mac and i can do it over there piece of cake but You give me a PC and tell me to edit something. I'm not even going to know where to
0: start. (laughs) So we are multilingual when it comes to computers. Yeah, it's all it's all what you're used to, and that's nothing wrong with that, right? So. From the Scary Fast that we dropped off from the last podcast, we said Scary Fast was coming along. And we were so surprised because it came that night, the night before Halloween. And that was the time that we did our podcast. Well, that has come and gone. And the Scary Fast keynote introduced the new M3 chips, which was not surprising at all. But I did watch the video or listen to it after the show. And I decided, well, what the heck, I'll just listen to it just for the fun and giggles. And it was very short and very concise. And, of course, they were touting the M3s uh, very proudly, as they should. And so they had the M3 chips, the M3 Pro, and the M3 Max, which was surprising because the Max is usually grouped with the Ultra. And so they decided to drop the three chips themselves and the macbook pro are still at 14 inch and a 16 inch which one do you have mike do you have 14 or 16 16 Whoa, you got the big guy yeah Woo-hoo! full-size keyboard and the whole nine yards yep did you get a um what do you call those that little pad did you get external the glide pad no. or something
3: no i've got nothing external
0: on it now nope i had to buy It was funny, because back then I thought, I still need a DVD and CD player, and I bought an external one now. It's like, it's just sitting around. I have an Apple DVD CD external drive. I don't know what to do with it. But (laughs) um, I was kind of disappointed in the video itself. So if you guys guys didn't watch it, all they did was say... M3 is 60% faster than the M1, and everything was compared to the M1. There was no mention of M2s at all in comparison. So we're talking about a two-year-older chip, and I'm thinking, well, heck, I I would hope that it's faster, but does that mean that they aren't that much faster than the M2? Is that why they did that comparison? not comparing it to him too and then of course that really bugs me was that they were saying that it was x number faster than intel base and i looked and they're using the 12th generation and just to let you know the 14th generation is out so again they're using a two-year-old chip to compare with but i in the end i get it it's all marketing ploy and that is what they're trying to do and people with the m2s aren't going to be going out buying the m3 so that makes sense so they got to go after the market where people are now and that is the m1 or the older intel and with that i was surprised that the m3 was 60 percent faster than the m1 i don't know about you guys but that sounds r- a lot faster it's Probably honestly is. Yeah, I'm
3: sure. It is. It's a little bit hard for me to imagine because I'm using one of the M2s and that baby is snappy. Um, All right. And I'm, I know, I think, what did I see? 20% from the M2 to M3? Yes. Which would still, I mean, I would assume at least to be a noticeable difference, but, I, but this computer is already ridiculously
0: fast. You know, I always tell people when new Intel chips, you know, the rule of thumb is look at about... 10 15 faster for each generation um when it comes to actual cpu i'm not talking about gpu any of that because really we don't take advantage of that unless you're doing video editing and things like that i suppose but just the plain low line m chips 60 percent faster between two years wow I mean, even for Intel, I mean, gosh, on a really, really good year, it might get 20%, 30% faster, but 60% faster in two years? Wow, I was totally blown away with that. And not only that, guys, but the new entry for the M chip for the 14-inch MacBook Pro dropped in price to 1599 So I was like... Oh, my gosh, they dropped the price for it from what they originally started with. And so I was really excited to see that. Um, The M3 Pro is only 40% faster. I've read a lot of articles that yes, it's still quite a bit faster. Don't be discouraged by that. Um, But because it's not all that much different between M3 Pro and M2 Pro, that you're better off getting the M2 Pro for the price each the cheaper price for a nominal boost that you would get an M3 Pro. So um not everybody was too impressed with the M3 Pro. And of course the Max, holy smokes, it's 2.5 faster. Faster than the M2 Max, not M1 Max, but M2 Max. Two and a half time faster. What is that? 250%? Is that what that means? I think. (laughs) What is 2.5 next mean i would think two twice as fast so that would be 200 yep. percent. so i think i feel like a fifth grader now
3: <laughs> i tell you what having kids um from like freshman year of high school down to first grade there's nothing that reminds you how much you've forgotten than having kids going through school
0: let's see what well, i can blame it on senior moments see mike <laughs> you can yes i can I, <laughs> I still right blame. john I blame everything on senior moments. Exactly. No. see, we have an yeah. excuse now, John. actually, it's a senior moment, but Mike, Mike is still in his, in his young I, 40s.. I, claim it.
3: I always tell people getting blown up adds 25 years to your life, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> But regardless, we're seeing some serious speed boosts in these M3 chips, and I'm so glad they rolled out. And speaking of that, how have you been playing with your M2 a little bit more? yeah um it's been great i'm
3: actually in the process right now i got a new because you guys know that i play D D, but i picked up a new game and i'm in the process of taking all this plain text like 400 pages and writing it in html and using in page like relative links and all that stuff i'm doing all that on the mac and it's it's pretty wonderful wow now that's a task yeah yeah it's been quite the project (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's awesome, Mike. I'm glad you're still enjoying your little toy there. Yeah. And well, I'm pretty much like John. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad the options are out there. I'm still, I'm going to stay with my handy dandy Windows machine, right, Mike
2: or John, whoever has that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you do what what best works for you, right? But but the one the thing that Mike is doing, he's applying all of his knowledge and stuff to to make things better for him uh which is cool because that's how you learn right and now you got Yeah, the- it's actually it's been great to
3: brush up on my html i haven't really used much of it in a long time so this has been good to
2: mm-hmm.
0: get, get the dust off well good for you man that's awesome i always use word for that <laughs> i just i just hyperlink in word and then it comes out you just save it to html Ta-da! i take the shortcut
3: well, I have a, a bit of that because I had to convert oh. it from a PDF so there was just random line breaks and I you know find and replace to fix seven thousand something of those. It's just <laughs> it's a lot.: Yes, but it is.
0: Got a I like putting task. stuff
3: I like putting stuff online on private pages because technically, I mean, I bought the game and don't really want uh, to just blast it out for anybody, but I like having it online because then I can snag it wherever
0: I go if I need it. Good for you, man. Now. Let's talk about the green bubbles and the blue bubbles. Now, I will admit, I have no clue what they were talking about when I read this green bubbles and the blue bubble wars. Is it over? And I was like, what is a green bubble and a blue bubble? But apparently, guys, and I don't know if you know this, but when you text with people with iPhones, that They're considered blue bubbles. I guess it's blue notifications or something. And then if you text with a non-iPhone user, they are primarily SMS users, and they come across as green. So you have this green bubbles versus the blue bubbles. And oddly enough, that to some, this is kind of like, oh, you're a green bubble. Oh, you're a blue bubble. And mostly in high school. I noticed it in high school. And in this Kind of sad to see kind of a bully tactics. Oh, you're a green bubble. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. You guys ever heard of green bubbles and blue bubbles before? I
3: have. I've got kids in school and they've got friends that have Android phones. And sometimes, you know, when someone's trying to have a conversation on their phone and they switch to an iPad. And like, oh, so-and-so can't join because they have an, uh, an Android and it's blue or it's green. Um, the bullying thing was new to me. That seems like an odd thing. I don't know, tactic or approach to mean right. to someone about, but I mean we've all been uh, I guess all over the internet and know how people tend to get about their particular brand of device that they like. People get a bit hostile, so maybe it's some of that. But I I don't know. I I never thought it was that
0: big of a deal. It's kinda of sad apparently is and in some in teenagers is some it can be a big deal, but it's like you, Mike, it's like I'd never really known it. I must have been living under a rock. Um, because I didn't know that was a thing.
2: John, Do you did you ever heard of a green bubble and blue bubbles? No, not until I had read that article. But, you know, I don't have kids in, in high school, and nor do I hang out with, with younger kids that much, so I'm not surprised. So
0: Right. Well, apparently, guys, so this has been kind of an ongoing debate because, you know, the Google has been screaming at Apple that, you need to have iMessages available for Google or for Android users, so we can be um, not for the non-bullying reason, but for a reasoning that we can have encryption, we can share audio files, and have all the the cool things that we take for granted in um, iMessages. So we could be able to be on even ground. And so apparently, Apple is kind of being bullied on his own by eu maybe some people don't think it's bully but maybe pressure maybe that's a better word that apple knows the writing's on the wall and that is it's been going on they have some cases here lately in eu google's trying to tout eu that is unfair competition that they have a message and we don't and we're not on even foot so it sounds like at some point eu is going to make it Requires. So I think Apple knows this and kind of smart on their part. So they officially announced that they will be supporting something called RCS, as the Rich Communication Services. And it's supposed to improve cross platform messaging. So RCS is something that's been around since 2007 and it's kind of um, an open consortium that it's kind of the middle ground that people can use to use for instead of doing their own proprietary whatever you want to call it
1: (laughs) uh,
0: technology so apparently uh, google android have just implemented rcs in their platform and apple decided to go ahead and join with them now and saying that, guys, this is kind of funny. I think Apple is being smart about this, is that Google has its own version of RCS. So that, in other words, they have their own um, end-to-end point encryption. That's not part of the regular RCS um, standard. And so it's kind of funny because Apple says, yep, yeah, all right, you want to be even, we're going to use RCS. That's the globally developed um, standard that is supposed to use. Right. And so they both use that now. And that means my favorite, there is no more 160 text characters limit for Android users. I remember that I was, we would write a huge long I message and then send it to your Android friend or uh, SMS person. And I'll split it up like, into four separate tech because it was mm-hmm. so long, and that is why. And so now we'll be able to support a lot bigger. I don't know what the maximum is, but it will increase that, so get rid of the 160-character limit. Um, it has a read receipt. That's a nice feature to have for both platform Typing indicators. It has support for grouping. So grouping is going to be better as in terms of things looking better and more organized when it comes to threading. And of course, the big one of them all is higher quality media. So you get better rich Audio and video transfer. So I didn't realize if I send an image to a SMS user that they get some very low quality pictures. So now they'll be able to get the high quality pictures that we always tend to like when we send each other on iPhone. Now, of course, this does not include the iPhone feature such as reaction, effects, and point-to-point encryption. I think this is very welcome because we do live in the age where we have to live with each other. And and this makes it more even with everybody I'm all for, especially my family. We have several Android users, and it's always been a bummer because I can't include them in the group or I can't send them certain texts or audio and video because of that reason. Now we will be able to do it better not perfect, but better. What do you guys think of this new RCS that Apple's going to implement? I'm I think excited it's good. for it. Yeah,
2: I, I am too. And I think that you, we're going to see a lot more... You know, inclusion is the the word of this year and last year. Uh, and so everybody has to do it uh, if you want to stay up to date with what's going on. And I and it's good for everybody anyway. So I, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's kind of how
3: I feel about it. At the end of the day, the us the customers the consumers are going to benefit from it and i am very glad to see that apple was not going to adopt google's proprietary encryption because when it comes to google and privacy it does not fill me with confidence so i was really happy to read yeah. that we're going to take this standard but we're not going to take your encryption google we're going to figure something else out
2: yep that's why i went to brave and DuckDuckGo. duck go yep
0: yep there's i like it that too as well mike uh, like that there is a standard and it's not exclusively to one group or another so it's not google's it's not apple's but it's common ground and i think that was smart of apple to go with the common ground and not taking any of google's exclusive stuff and just like they aren't going to take care or take advantage of Apple's exclusive but in the end they can't google has nothing to stand on to argue with apple anymore is that because they are now using rcs as a standard and so it's not anti-competitive because they are too because they have their own features for theirs but anywho i am so happy for this very happy um speaking of eu guys now mike you and i have talked about this for gosh a couple years now about this DMA, Digital Marketing mm-hmm. Act, that the EU passed some time ago. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to see when they're going to push on this. And, and they made an announcement back in May that by March of 2024, Apple has to include side-loading. And so it looks like it's happening, Mike, because I'm so excited to share with everybody that they have found coding within 17.2, Iowa 17.2, that is referencing sideloading. So I'm excited to see that they're actually starting to move in that direction.
2: However, in saying well, that... Before you, before you go on, why don't, why don't, you, why don't we describe again what sideloading is? Because I, I didn't know what it was until I read the article really okay well that's a good point there john sideloading right now
0: we are only able to install apps from the app store and that is how we find our apps and such that we want to install apple has always had something called the wall garden and wall garden mean that they set up a wall and you can only use their stuff their app store everything you have to use through apple well The Digital Marketing Act is an act that the EU passed as a law that states that they can no longer um, have a wall garden. It means we think that is anti-competitive. We want you to be given the access to load apps and get apps outside of the app store. So these could be 30, uh, 30, third-party app stores. So there's somebody that creates their own store. Full of apps for you to install, meaning that Facebook may not go through anybody because, as we know, um, a great example would be like Netflix. Okay, Netflix is a paid service in order to get it from the app store. We download Netflix. But the problem is Netflix loses money because they have to pay Apple 30 percent of whatever they sell on the app store. So if they sell, um, create their own store, Netflix say, come to Netflix.com and get your app for your device. So we can download Netflix directly from Netflix or a store that somebody created, and that doesn't share the profits. So Apple's been like, well, we're going to lose money on this, and they're worried about security because security has been a big thing for apple and that's why they have their own app store they go through this rigorous testing and making sure nothing in there is stealing your information your passwords uh prevent it from looking on other apps so you might have a bad app that might be looking at your bank app over there and you know just leak looking around so there are some cons and pros to this and Of course, you can stay with the Apple App Store, and that way you can make sure the security is intact. But once this gets released and open to sideloading, if you download anything from the third-party stores, you take that chance. But the good news and bad news is that only the folks in the EU countries will be able to use this new sideloading from what my understanding ends. All right. That was long and lengthy
2: and windy, wasn't it? <laughs> did I explain that pretty good, John? I think you did. And EU is, EU stands for the European uh, Union. European Union, right. Yep. And
0: those countries that that established with the EU are the countries that stands for EU. Um, I
3: hope what, that this eventually gets that, uh, rolled out. For everybody else. I do. We did kind of talk about it and figured this would be how it would go, that they would just release it for them. Um, but I hope, I hope it trickles down to everybody else eventually because I'd love to be able to do this. I feel like at the end of the day, when it comes to this kind of thing, it's no different than a computer. In my mind, if I go do something stupid and download something and get myself into trouble, that's on me as the user. I don't like the idea of having big tech companies say, no, you can't have that. We got to keep you safe. I like just having the choice.
2: I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, I think we should be adults about this, and we should be able to get it where we want. And as long as they understand, if they get bit by something malicious, that you can't blame Apple at all. You can't sue them. You can't put them in class action or whatever. That is your responsibility. And I think that's going to be kind of difficult for some people to might not know that so i kind of fear about that that not that i wish on anybody i wish nobody gets bit by a bad app but it's going to happen um i think two reasons why they're doing this just the eu mike and i gave us this some thoughts and i think it's because one they want to see how this goes they want to see how this works. Does it go really well, better than they expected before they go out to the world? Um, how bad things get? Maybe Does it get really bad and people get um, snarled up in a lot of malware and stuff? The other thing is I think that Apple is wanting to fight against this. So they're still wanting to appeal against this. So I think they're going to appeal, which we all know they're going to try. And I think at that point, if they lose then I think they're going to have to open up to the rest of the world, maybe. I'm hoping. So those are the two things I'm thinking of.
3: Yeah, maybe they're also wondering, too, like how many people are actually going to take advantage of it? Because it is really easy to just click on App Store, click and search, click install. And if people have to go to a website and kind of add, if you add five to ten more steps to that process, I feel like your average person is just not going to do that. They're going to do it the way they've always done it.
2: Or if, if if you're getting the same information from the app that you download through the app store as you would through this new process um, for me as a user it's just as easy for me to do it from the app store I'm sure that the the individual people who come up with the apps don't want me to do that because they you know they can't they they make they make their money when we come to them so yeah I I, I think of a couple th- scenarios
0: here. Let's just take Netflix, for example. I mean, obviously, they would take advantage of that. They would not go with the App Store and tell you to get it from another place because that way you don't have to pay off the 30%, right? But what my biggest fear is is that, yeah, I, I, can I trust um, Netflix? Because now we have the options of saying, don't track me. And they have to abide by that. Now, if they go alone, well, heck, doors open. They're going to put anything they want in there. That's going to make them money to sell your data. And Apple has been so good about that. It makes me wonder how that's going to happen. So I'm not talking about some third-party app I never heard of. Now that's going to come across, but I'm talking about... um well-known ones like Facebook. God, they would do anything to dump your David privacy and create their own iOS app on uh, their own store so they can make more money off you. So you lose uh, more of that privacy you had. So it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's like Mike says, we're going to have to wait to see how it goes and what people's behavior. And if Apple's going to use as an excuse, we have noticed a uh, thousand percent, increase in malware and privacy being stolen since we had to share this with EU. They're going to make that as a marketing ploy and sure, right? (laughs) You know, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see this already, guys. (laughs) We're going to be Uh, talking about this in about a year from now. How bad it is. Um, I'm very excited to see how it all plays out. I'm also
3: curious if this is going to include things like I used to jailbreak my phone a lot. Right. And change the theme and all the sounds. I'm curious if this stuff will enable those kind of
0: features. That would be tempting for me. I believe it will. I I think it will be those apps that if you are like to tinker, and that's what a lot of people like going through Android was because they want to be able to do their own tinkering. They want to sideload different screen readers and stuff like that. Take that as an example. A new screen reader for the iPhone? Hmm. Possible, I'm excited. I'm very
2: excited. <laughs> yeah, what about you, John? Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, would you do it? Um, I think it, it depends on the situation and the app that's out there, right? I mean, if it were an app that I couldn't get anywhere else, and if you know that I would, I would take a chance and do it. But <laughs> you know, for the most part, if it's still available in the App Store and it there's no difference between getting it from the App Store versus if third party i probably would just stay with the app store because for me it's convenient right and that's a that's a major major factor
3: i feel like that'll be a big point for most people mm-hmm. what's the easiest
0: i think people will be very cautious at first and at some point uh, you will have the cautious ones that are security cautious, and then you got the ones that are, well i'm just gonna free willy-nilly and just install everything i can but thankfully We always will have the factor reset if something ever occurs and we just start all over and go from there. But I can see problems, but I can see some positive things out of this. Um, All right, guys. So iOS 17.2 is coming. It's coming very soon. It's going to be coming out this month. I think it's going to be in the middle of December that we will see 17.2. And within 17.2, there are many different features. I'll just highlight a few here we got the Journal app. Yes, Mike, the Journal app is finally coming out. Mm. We had that discussion about, you know, Mike, I played with the Journal app. It's For those that like journaling, it's going to be kind of cool. But I've seen a lot of people talk about it's just too simple. It isn't very rich. And that doesn't surprise me. It seems like every time Apple touts a new app, it seems to be very basic. And that's the only down part about the journal app, but the cool thing is that every so often I get this little prompt or notification that says, "Hey, have you thought about journaling? How much water you're taking today?" Or it gives you ideas and tips what to journal on. So that is something to look for too. So those that have been waiting for the journal app, you can finally get that in seventeen point two. Yeah, I was kind of bummed that it was just very basic, Mike.
3: Yeah, I do wonder if it's one of those things that. When maybe Apple doesn't have a thousand other things going on. I think it might get a little more love.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully it will. I I like the idea of it. Right. I I just hope that over time they keep adding things to it. Yeah. So for now, it's just very basic journaling, but it's something there for you to use. For the translators out there, I'd like to use a translate app that becomes an action button now. So your little action button that you got on your iPhone 15 you can now add that as an action button there is a new widget there's a new weather widgets and a couple other things that you can now add to your uh, home screen and one of my favorite is the Apple Music Collaboration. I've been waiting for this because I now collaborate a playlist with my buddy David Goodwin that runs Apple Viz. We both have very similar uh, music tastes. And so we just made an empty playlist, and we just started adding things that are our favorite and for each other to listen to that we might not have heard before. So I love this because this allows us, both of us, to add things to it. Remove things off it, and et cetera. So I really love this feature. Do you guys use Apple Music at all, or do you use Spotify? I know Mike is Spotify guy.
2: Mm-hmm. I I don't use any of them uh, for no particular reason. I just have never gotten gotten into doing those. But I mean, they're both good, uh, and maybe one day I'll I'll settle on one of them. But uh, <laughs> I think it's great that they're available.
0: So you just don't listen to music a lot, then. So you're not like a. Uh, into music every day
2: no i mean i from time to time when i feel like listening to something i've got some music on my turn my uh, computer or uh radio or i can go to a website but i don't have anything consistent hmm.
1: i
0: have to listen to music every day what about you mike uh yeah yeah every day Every day. I, 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 I listen to music, whether it's for a few minutes or for an hour. It's always usually yeah. around dinner time when we're making dinner. The wife and I will take turns just creating a playlist and play it as we make uh, dinner together. Um, that's always kind of our thing. So I love music. And um, so I was pretty excited about that. So that's all about... S- that. What's I thought that it
3: wasn't possible because I haven't been on Apple Music for years now, and when I saw this article, I was like, oh, wait, they can't do that yet? (laughs) I completely forgot that
0: that was not a thing. Right? There's been a couple of things, Mike. I was so disappointed. Like, You you couldn't do uh, Crossfade or anything, Chrisfade, Mm -hmm. until 17 came out. I was like, it took all these years just to get Chrisfading. I was like, are you kidding me? And then we couldn't share our playlists to collaborate. Yeah. Yes. I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." Yeah, I'm glad they. I'm glad they caught up on that one. Right. Uh, got got into the 21st century. Right. A little behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, unfortunately, the double tap is still an issue, guys. I can't believe it. I I we keep reporting to Apple, and Apple keeps asking and. Uh, I, we still have the issue. There is a solution to a temporary fix. Let's hope that gets rectified. Otherwise, we'll have to deal with a double tap issue. And But I will say for myself, now it's just to myself. I asked the team about this this morning, and the team is still having that Voice over voice disappearing after like a phone call or just random where you just hear the effects, but you don't hear the voice and you have to use Siri to get out of it that we talked about the past few months mm-hmm. with the three of us. Still there, but I will say I have not seen it within 17.2, but the team still does. Darn it. I think I've only run into it once on it's 17.1. seems like it's not as frequent as it used to be. Yeah, it definitely hasn't been for me. So I'll be curious, John, when you get 17.2, if you still get that issue.
2: Yeah, and, and I've not seen it as much with the current version. Uh, usually I can just back up a screen and go back into the application again and it's voiceover over back. But it's it is frustrating when it happens to me a lot when I finished dictating a message. Right. And I want to send it. And that's where it generally happens to me. And if I leave the screen and then come back in, uh, it's still there and then I can send it. But it's it's it takes a, a couple extra minutes that I could be doing other things with.
0: I do a lot of dictation myself. And I used to see that frequently in that area as well. Have not seen it since in 17.2. Um, I'm hoping, I'm crossing my finger, it's just less frequent. Maybe they did something and they just didn't know they did. But... Um, it's just it's just so weird that how each and every one of us that it could be more persistent than others. And like the team, they still see it from time to time where I don't. So it's just so nerve wracking.
2: Yeah, it's just like Windows. I mean stuff happens on some computers and not on others. <laughs> so I mean and why, we don't know i amen to that windows 11
0: (laughs) it's riddled with bugs folks oh my gosh it's terrible it's just all over the place and it's always you can't you can't point your finger at apple everybody has it android has its own issues microsoft has issues even jaws has its
2: issue and apple um it's software software so all companies are going to have issues and anybody who tells you that they're perfect is lying. <laughs> yeah. Liar, liar,
0: pants on fire. How about that? That's good. I haven't heard of that in a while. Yeah. Um iOS 18. <laughs> this is kind of comical, guys. Kind of s- comical because it's so sad. So Apple had released their initial ios 18 in-house they always have a first build and they celebrate because that's their first milestone however it was short-lived because internally they had to put a pause on any more fixing up or um, building on ios 18 internally because the initial release of 18 was so abnormally high in bugs they said all right we need a pause for a week everybody needs to put their head into gear and get rid of all these bugs and that to me doesn't sound good at all because yeah i i'm glad that they are taking the initiative to say okay we're going to take a breather let's fix this up guys before we move on and make it better but it also makes me worried it's like really do you think do you think the initial release of ios 18 when it comes to us Oh, I think it's going to be bad, guys. I think this is only bad news. Yeah, I think I've said it
3: before a while ago on this show that I kind of wish they would go to an every other year cycle for major updates. And then just use the intervening time instead of trying to get a new one every year. Just pump the brakes a little bit, fix the bugs, and get everything
2: for the next one next year. Very stable. And then let it out. I'd love that. Yeah. But all software companies do it every year, and I, it, I'm not sure how much of a huge money maker it is for them to to come up with a new piece of software every year. Um, yeah, that's the issue. It's expectation. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does it that way, and it's
3: just you know the way
2: that it is. But I, I'd kind they, of you know, they, they want to stay in the limelight. If you go to every two or three years, people forget fast. Yep. It's expectation. I think Mm -hmm. we are to blame
0: for that. That is putting pressure on these companies like Apple to think that we deserve or we need a new iOS every year because we've gotten so used to it. You know, can you imagine the... I can just see some people out there get thrown a fit if they did not do that every year and they do decide we're going to slow it down. And it's kind of like... Some people are going to throw a fit, and some people aren't. But that's the thing, though, Mike, is that what's curious about this, do you remember several years ago, they purposely said that. They said, okay, this version is going to be kind of a fix year. We're going to fix all the things we broke the year before, and we're going to concentrate. And that seemed kind of went out the window. It's kind of like, what happened to that every other year fix (laughs) you were going to do? I mean, at the same time,
3: too, when you have people who talk about your company whose job title is rumor expert, why why (laughs) change it? I mean, you've got people whose jobs are to just watch what you do constantly. So, I mean, they don't really have an
0: incentive to change it. Right. So, Microsoft kind of went in that direction where you wanted, Mike, and that is every other year we got a new microsoft version so it was xp then it was vista then it was eight then it was 2000 whatever it is um but they put the hold on that in windows 10 and they decided well we're not going to do a major release we're just going to put minor release out every six months and on top of that we have the option to be in part of that development testing. They have the alpha, beta, which I think they call Canary, developer, and um, the normal version. So you would prefer that they come out incrementals every six months? I, I do. I think I like that. A little more focus on
3: fixing bugs and making things function properly. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love it if my voiceover focus didn't
0: just go ding ding, 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 ding all over my screen <laughs> when I'm trying to do stuff. John, would you like incrementals
2: to be done on Apple, or do you think they should just proceed, full on like they always done? I I like the increments. I know Charles does that with one major update in October and then uh, updates every four or five weeks. Just little upgrades and maybe some some new features, but also an, an opportunity to fix any problems that have occurred and very recently. I mean, they can do it now, where if somebody reports something, they can get it fixed pretty quickly because they do it that way. And it works for them. I don't know if it would work for everybody, but it's certainly something to take a look at. Well, okay. I hate to use JAWS as an example, but I am. JAWS
0: is in Apple's position, where they think they have to come out with a major release every year. No reason for it. Incrementals? Well, you can say that Apple does the same thing, because they do 17.1. 17.2. And that's incremental. But where Microsoft intentionally, every month, they push out a patch that fixes up bugs and security patch. Where every six months, you might have an incremental that includes a new feature. But every month, you see a patch and bug being uh, updated before the incremental comes out, which is different than what Apple and JAWS does. And so I am not... A big fan of thinking you have to have a major release every year. I think that poses problems, and but I know that Jaws is in there to make money. They they have to come out with a major release to stay uh, monetize money because if you keep with one version, they aren't going to get as much money unless they release it every year. So Jaws is a bit different. I don't like the the way they do it, but that's just how things work. Apple though. It's rich enough that they don't need to have a major release every year, but I guess to sell the phones, they would have to take advantage of some new feature in iOS. That's just my thoughts.
2: Everybody's got stockholders, so that's who pulls the strings.
0: Yes. Um, iOS 18. So this is going to be, from what Apple says internally, this is going to be the biggest update in years, and in terms of biggest update, I'm talking its biggest since iOS 14, guys. So, this is big. say so consider the past 15 16 is being moderate release, small uh, increments. So, iOS 18 is going to be a big change. Now, they did not say why, but I have a hunch that AI is definitely in the cards and it's part of the iOS 18. We'll have to wait to see. So I'm anxious to see it, but at the same time I'm not because I am so dreading the bugs if 17
2: isn't bad already with bugs. And not only that, if they make it so big as to be major, how many phones fall along the way? uh, Older phones. I mean, not just one, maybe a couple. I totally agree.
0: If it's going to be a major one, we may see a one or two years worth of phone dropping off. Unlike the past two, three versions, where we were able to see five up to six years um, life in a phone, so it may go back to the old three to four years. I don't know. I so what do you guys think? Are you worried as I am? A bit of both.
3: A bit of both for me to be
0: honest, because I am
3: excited, especially about the AI. I want to see what they can do with it. But I mean, I feel like. Most of the time when a new update comes out, like 75% of the things that I'm looking at and reading about it are the bugs. That's like what I'm specifically looking for. It's like new features are great and all, but I'm more usually interested in how is this actually going to negatively impact me? So if 18 is going to roll out with
0: more of those, then that's a problem. I'm not excited about that part of it. (laughs) Thank you think of our team that we're going to have to (laughs) (laughs) it might be a bad year for us i mean it's already been a headache with 17 and we're still dealing with terrible bugs in 17.2 and that what concerns me it isn't so much apple's team has been doing good in squashing a lot of the bugs that people have been reporting but there are a few such as the double tap and the voiceover crashing and braille issues been nagging us for months and this is unusual and it just makes me worried a little bit of what's going on and then last up here guys every year in december on apple Viz, we have something called the apple Viz golden apples awards that i'm always excited to see and vote on along with the community what we think was the biggest thing that happened this year in 2023 so you two are going to be my judge and you tell me what you think you deem as the best app of the year so i'm thinking to myself i'm going to name you three apps that comes in my mind and if you I'd be curious if you guys have any apps that you thought did really well this year. This has to be something that was changed big, as in features and things like that for this year, or a developer went way out of his way to make things accessible and stuff like that. All right. Are we ready for game? I'm ready. Sure. All right. First up is Be My Eyes with the new Be My Be My AI, so with that new feature, made a revolutionary mark on the blind community, my thinking in terms of feature and how it impact the blind community. So we have Be My Eyes. We have Mona from Macedon. As you know, Mona is a sister of Spring for Twitter, which was a huge smash with the blind community when it came for using Spring for Twitter. And now that we know that Spring... Twitter is kind of a dying toxic deadly pool of social platforms. So we all kind of moved over to Macedon and so did the folks of Spring, which now makes Mona for Macedon. The last one on my list that I thought made a huge impact was Voice Vista, because Microsoft stopped the Oh, development and decided to de- de- cease and pull SoundCloud out of the store which was really sad, sad, sad and Voice Vista came along and this developer has not only brought SoundCloud back but it also have redesigned the interface has constant changes and updates and huge features that SoundCloud never had that it should be so it's kind of like a s- Uh, soundscape it's not soundcloud soundscape on steroids so voice vista would you guys like to add any app to that that you can think of this year that you just found and just absolutely love um
3: i have been using one more lately it's not new okay Um, i found it from applevis actually i was just perusing one day and went through games and
0: started playing lost vault okay now hang on to that thought because we do have the best game category coming up next okay okay well you
3: did you i don't have any new ones to include (laughs) the first one that as soon as you started introducing this topic the first one popped into my head yep you've already mentioned it
2: all right so what about you john all three of the apps that you mentioned are terrific and probably be my eyes or be my ai would be at the top but i like mona and i use it all the time uh don't use Voice Vista as much, but I've got it. I just have to start using it. And then the, the one that I added as a result of listening to the podcast was just press record, mm-hmm. which I like a lot as well. So, But I think Be, be My AI has the most far-reaching effects for for blind people. Right okay, now. so he, okay, Mike, so John
0: took the step and the leap to throw his hat on the Be My Eyes being the his. Golden Apple's choice of the year. How about you? Same choice. Wow. Same me choice. Me too. Because I think Mona issues, don't get me wrong, I think it's very useful. I think it's a great software. The developers went way over to help accessibility on it. But when it comes to usability every day and a practical matter, not everybody needs to be on a social platform, but we can use Be My Eyes every day with a vol- virtual volunteer or the AI. So, I, so that is the three amigos going for the golden apples to be my eyes for the group. Huh, all right. The Unleashed team announced that. All right. So let's go to the best <laughs> game category. Now, I know not everybody plays game. I don't really play all that much of games either. So my two choice that I came up immediately is my Fruit Pot 2, which I just did a podcast, is a slot machine. Um, this is the sequel to Fruit Pot, and Fruit Pot did really, really well a number of years ago on Apple Viz, and so now Fruit Pot 2 has come back out. I've been using it to play this Christmas slot to get me in the festive holiday. So it has Santa Claus and the reindeers and the whole nine yards, and it's so much fun. I, it's, it's it's kind of a numless brainless kind of game but it's just one of those time wasters i enjoy and then my second up is xanagrams i really like this a lot it is a anagram with a twist so it's a word puzzle with a twist this is by the developer it was a veteran and that took some hard time so after serving a the uh, war for us and one of these campaign that he went on he came back and he was severely depressed with uh, ptsd and unfortunately tried to kill himself and doing so um thankfully he's still alive and it was a failed attempt but he went blind and decided to do something useful and that's beneficial to make him um give him back to the community and so he decided to to create xanagram so those are my two top choice myself now, Mike, you mentioned Lost Vault. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun, and it's one of those
3: for me like ten minutes a day, like it doesn't take a ton of time and energy like a lot of audio games out there. So it's perfect for that. But my second choice would also be Xenogears. So I do have that, and it's been it's been great.
0: And is that a text by? Is that a text based game? No, no, it's not. Like
3: you have sort of like your your little character that you can get. Equipment and things like that, and then the different tabs along the bottom, like one's explore, one's an arena to fight other people. Oh. But it's all like you click on a, a a target and just push an attack button, and then it just has a little kind of a kind of a sort of an RPG. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of those. Lots of RPG games out yeah. there. Um,
2: John, are you? Do you play games at all? No, not you. Not very often. No. For no particular reason. Uh, I just haven't haven't gotten into game playing that much well now you're retired you can play all the games yeah i can that's (laughs) true (laughs) you're right
0: i i still play dice roll every day um okay so of those do you guys have any thoughts now you can you can bow out and say no i don't have enough input into this i wouldn't want to do that do you any of you have any thoughts of perhaps something you want to vote for?
3: hmm well, considering I have in the past already voted for Dice World, I feel like that one is already out for me. Uh, mine would be a toss-up between xanagrams and Lost Vault. Because Lost Vault has been fun, but I don't know if it's going to be one of those games that in a year or two I'll still be messing with. Xanagrams right. is just going to be on my phone now.
2: Okay. What about you, John? I probably am not qualified uh, <laughs> <a> to <collection>, <laughs> no, That's I'm
0: okay. a huge game player. So. I... I'm going to throw my hat for Xanagrams. I think that the Fruit Pot is a great game. Wonderful, wonderful game. Did a great job, but I think it's one of those games that I'm not going to be hanging on forever and ever. Now, the Xanagrams is, keeps changing up, changing puzzles, and I can keep buying pack to uh, work on my memory muscles. And I, I, so I throw my hat in for Xanagrams and for the developer of Xanagram for that reason. So I always wanted to do this. This is not to try to persuade or sway anybody that's listening to this when it comes to the actual voting. And no, these are not the final nominees. These are stuff that I was thinking out loud for myself and for the team here on Unleashed Team. And this is just what we thought. So <laughs> I had to put that warning out there, right, guys? It's like, yeah, these are not, not the words rights. of AppleViz or what do you want to call it? <laughs>
3: Um, so yeah, they don't endorse
0: our perspectives, <laughs> our opinions, <laughs> necessarily. Thank you, Mike, for getting my back. Uh, now let's close it up, guys. Now I will say I am, Mike, <laughs> uh, the action button. I am now using the multi-button, as you knew. But guess, mm-hmm. Be My Eyes is one of those. The second one now, I changed it from Seeing AI to chat gpt it now supports voice oh. so when i hold down the side button i can go straight to voice and i can just ask a question and it comes back and it's like siri oh that's that's nice isn't that radical i it works much better than siri well i mean everything you can think of chat gpt so let me see here mm-hmm. uh, i will give you a demonstration how about that so there's pros and cons to this mike but the pros outweighs the cons so when I initiate the action button my multi button I have two buttons so I'm just going to initiate the chat GT chat GPT and by the way this voice thing was offered before for premium users I'm a free tier guy it now works for free tier all right so here we go what 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 should, what kind of questions should I ask um um uh we'll just ask for like vendors well no let's do Thanksgiving okay you ready Connecting. Pete. Speak now. What is Thanksgiving?
4: Thanksgiving is a holiday celebrated in the United States. It's a day for people to give thanks for the blessings in their lives. Many gather with family and friends, sharing a special meal that often includes turkey, stuffing, and pumpkin pie. It's held on the fourth Thursday of November. Anything specific you'd like to know about it? Speak now. Stop. All right. Let me know if there's anything else you're curious about or if you'd like to talk about something different.
0: Speak now. What can you tell me about a baseball player named George Brett?
4: George Brett is a Hall of Fame baseball player, primarily known for his time with the Kansas City Royals. He played from the late 70s to the early 90s. Brett was a 13-time All-Star and won three batting titles. His iconic moment was the pine tar incident in 1983, when a home run was disallowed due to excessive pine tar on his bat. Anything specific you're interested in regarding George Brett? Speak now. What was his jersey number? George Brett wore the jersey number five throughout his entire career with the Kansas City Royals. Woo-hoo. So Anything this is the you'd con like to know part. About him?
0: So you have to swipe right, button, close, button, and double clap close. ChatGPT, ChatGPT ends it. So it's like a Siri right there, but without having to go to. I can show them if you ask oh. again from your iPhone. <laughs> Without having to deal with that part of it? Oh, my gosh.
3: Yes. <laughs> I found this on the web. I hate
0: that response. I do. <sighs> so, you can now tag it to an action, Mike. That's awesome. <sighs> I would to use that. I am all over that. I use that. Yes, I use it more than Be My Eyes, folks. I use Be My AI a lot. Don't get me wrong. But this is... I use more. So, so advice. So that's my little tip and offer for the month. So how about you, Mike? What's your movie of the month?
3: You know, I have to pick. It's not one that I was, it's not like a blockbuster groundbreaking movie, but it was definitely one that I enjoyed. Uh, Emma Tanny is the director of five nights at
0: Freddy's. And yes, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. You know, it was one of those movies I wasn't expecting much. But I will say that was much better than I anticipated. Me and too. my daughter is the one that pointed me to this and says, You know, Dad, when I went to see the movie, I wasn't expecting much, but I really liked this and so I was like, Okay, I'll yeah. go see it. And it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be.
3: Right? And now I I haven't been able to find anything saying they're actually related. But I do find it interesting that now they're removing every animatronic out of all the Chuck E. Cheese locations except for that one over near L.A. (laughs) They're all gone but one.
0: In that sad nostalgia? Did did you know that, John? They they removed all the animatronics
2: from the Chuck E. Cheese. I had not heard that. But it's been a long time since I've been to Chuck E. Cheese.
0: Yeah, I couldn't even tell you the last time I went. That's
2: kind of like... when I
0: heard the last Blockbuster video store closing, I was like, so yeah. sad. That's when you know when we're old. That <laughs> I have a niece that made fun of me about that. She had a joke that this, this guy went to a, um, a liquor store and the cashier asked for your license to see if you are old enough. And you pulled out of your wallet and the Blockbuster card fell out and he says, never mind. Here's your liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, for her to come to me out of nowhere to tell me that joke, she thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so I was like, thank you. It's thank true. You. I'm just, I'm feeling old already. <laughs> That's a great choice of the movie and a sad news about Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is a pizza place here in the States that you can take your kids has arcades got pizza and best part is the animatronics that sings is i think it was like a gorilla and a bird and something like that with different instrument and they would sing and it was it was terrible but it was entertaining for kids yeah (laughs) terrible pizza (laughs) but great for the arcade and great for the kids
2: uh John, anything you would like to share with us this month? Well, nothing for November. I'm I'm getting ready now to start watching audio-described Christmas movies. I'd Ooh. love to do that every December because I've saved a lot of them to my hard drive, so I don't have to go looking for them. So, do you have a favorite? Of, I love White Christmas from 1954. Ah, with Bing Crosby. I, with Crosby, I any Crosby movie is fine for me. Is good just because of the what he brings to christmas but that's probably my favorite and i like you know uh, uh, the santa claus trio of of movies a Mm -hmm. lot and christmas story is always good yep and i can't watch them all every year but i you know i i i watch some of them one year and then move to the others the next year so yep uh, those are i love those movies top three movies i watch every year during christmas
0: and that is white christmas christmas story and Christmas Vacation Ooh, oh yeah one. Mm-hmm. I do love that one I've
3: I, never seen White Christmas
0: oh it's great mm. I'll try it this year it's an old fashioned Bing comes out singing it's just anything you would expect from Bing it's just a great movie mm-hmm. overall very heartfelt yeah. and on great feeling
2: so. yeah. and it's available on all the places that have audio described movies awesome well, thank you guys for all your inputs
0: and of your thoughts of for this month' news. And that kind of summarize and ends for November. So we'll be back in December. And I hope all of you that are listening that celebrate this holiday to have a safe, blessed, and happy holidays to all of you that listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike and John. Thank you, John. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for letting me come back. All right, that is going to do for Apple Viz Unleashed for Octo- October. Apple Viz Unleashed for November 2023. My name is Thomas Domba, also known as Nine Mouse, along here with Mike Molarsi and John Gassman saying goodbye. We'll see you next month. Bye bye.
4: Please feel free to contact the Apple Viz Unleashed team with a feedback, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call at 816 287 1482.